How's working from home been going for you? Remarkably, remote from GoToMeeting will help you succeed in today's new normal. In just three minutes or less, we'll share simple but helpful tips to keep you on track. From managing your motivation, workload, and relationships, to hosting and attending virtual events that keep you connected with your clients and colleagues. So check out Remarkably Remote on your favorite podcasting platform or head to gotomeeting.com slash tips. Welcome to WARP in Cincinnati. I am C. Trent Rosecrans. I am the uh, Reds beat writer for The Athletic. I am joined not by Paul Danner Jr. as usual this week, um, but instead by a guy with a couple of more big league hits than Paul Danner Jr., um, Mr. Jesse Winker, Reds uh, outfielder. Uh, Jesse uh, joins me. Well, he starts poolside and finishes in the pool. And um, we had just kind of a nice conversation, not much about like what's going on because I think there's all that, but just kind of some of the baseball talk that you get um, on a daily basis and, and, and something I've, I've I've missed quite a bit. Um, so uh, it, it was just kind of fun to talk to Jesse. He had, uh, we'd, we'd kind of talked, t- traded some text recently and just said, hey, you know, anytime you need anything, let me know. So um, I did that. And uh, so we talked for a little bit, and I hope you enjoy that. Here we go. This is Mr. Jesse Winker. Jesse, uh, I'm guessing you are in Orlando? Yeah, I'm in Orlando right now. I'm actually, I'm literally sitting by a pool. I was thinking about getting on a pool float and doing this podcast. Um, so I'm still in between whether or not I should. You know what? I am going to do that now that I think about it. Nice. Give me one sec. Sure. I'm going to get on this pool float. Um, I hear the water. we're going to go. I hope yeah. you have the... I'm not a liar. Oh, no, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm in. We've known each other for a long time, so... Yep. Um, we have. I, I know the ladies are going to be upset that this isn't a video thing, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I have a... I'm, I'm working on my tan right now, so we'll see. We'll see about that. Usually it's a baseball tan. You know, you just have... The, the farmer's parts. tan. Yeah, the farmer's tan. But... Uh, yeah. You know, I guess the one bright side is this is giving you work on your all over tan. For sure. No doubt about it. That is a positive. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess there's so much to be, so much that we don't even have to talk about because it's the same for everybody. Everybody's at home. Everybody's trying to make do. Um, what, what are your, what's your kind of day look like? That's a good question. Um, I've been running a lot more. Okay. Um, so that's been cool. Like doing some sprints, um, doing like, I've been going for like a two mile run, maybe two and a half mile run. And when my mom, when I've been in Orlando, my mom will get home from work and she's got this trail, um, by my mom and dad's house. They have this, like, it's called the West Orange Trail and we'll go walk that. It's been pretty cool. I, um, I plan on going back to Cincinnati this weekend. So I just took about two, three weeks and, and came down to Orlando and got to spend time with my parents and, and got to see my brothers and my little nephew. So it's been, it's been cool. I mean, 
Cause oh, you, but you asked me how my you asked me how my days have been going. After. Yeah, like what are you doing? So I wake I wake up, I make breakfast. I've been trying to cook more, so I'll make breakfast. Um, do some sort of running, whether it's the sprints I mentioned or the distance run. In Orlando, in my parents' garage, I have a little a little gym there, so I'll do some weightlifting. Um, and there's a similar situation in Cincinnati where um, I just have some weights around my apartment and. Uh, you know, do as much as I can weight wise and, and training wise. We have a great, um, performance staff that have, you know, given us ideas of things we can do at home for like training purposes. And then, you know, you mix in some of those ideas with some agility drills and it's just been cool. You know, it's kind of like getting back to getting back to the basics with it all. Like I got to come home and I get to go hit BP with my dad. Like I did when I was a kid and it's just been a lot of fun, man. It's, uh, it's been cool. So, um, it's definitely different and it's something that I don't wish at all for it to be a permanent thing, but obviously you make do with the situation you're put in and, uh, and you have some fun doing it. So that's all I've been trying to do. Cause you know, at one time your dad owned this hitting facility. Does he still, or is there part? Or- no. So yeah, he, um, yeah, he used to have this facility, but he got, he, um, he stopped working there. Shoot. I don't know. Four years ago, maybe even more. I want to say four years is the bottom that we're at. Maybe it's a couple more now. But, um, it, that, yeah, that was a pretty cool facility. Actually, you know what, Trent? I think it was six years ago. 2014 was the last year, I think. Um, and we're in 2020 now. So, yeah. And it used to be this really cool facility. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was great. The, um, the Bichette's owned it. Uh, Dante Bichette owned it. And, you know, my dad worked there and, it was, it was cool. It was a great opportunity for a bunch of kids in the local area to have a place to go in and, and, uh, and get some, get some baseball work in. But, um, you know, my dad, my dad found a, a different job and he started working there. And now I just got him for my own personal BP when I'm in, uh, Orlando. So I selfishly, I like, I like that. That's the route I'm glad he took because, you know, he was wasting a lot of his bullets on, uh, on kids when I was away, you know, in the early stages of the minor leagues and I'd come home. Because early stages of the minors, I'd come home and live with my parents. Right. And, uh, you know, he'd have to go to this cage and throw to a bunch of kids. And I was like, man, what the hell? Like, you know, you're my dad. You know, I need you to throw to me. <laughs> so I had to find, I had to find other people to throw to me if I didn't want to go to the, those cages. Because there, at one point there was a, there was a good amount of kids going there and I didn't want to, uh, you know, I didn't want to disrupt what they were doing. You know, they were a bunch of kids in high school trying to, to get better. And, you know, my dad was there to, to throw to him and, and help him out if he could. And, uh, and it was cool, but, um, you know, I'm happy he's doing what he's doing now. He seems, uh, he seems happy doing it. And like I said, he gets to, now he gets to watch all my games and, uh, with my mom and, and visit me. And so it's, it's better. I like what he's doing now. So do, do you have a batting cage at home or do you have a, I have a net, like yeah. an old school net set up in my parents' driveway. It's hilarious. <laughs> So um, this big then, league ball player. Yeah, just in my in my parents' driveway, hitting hitting baseballs, missing the net sometimes, and just launching them over into the neighborhood. So it's been great, man. I've been going golfing with my dad a lot. Like another plus about my dad's new job is uh, that he took a few years ago. Um, he's been golfing way more, so he's actually gotten pretty good at it. So now when all my brothers come to town, we go golfing, and I'm the worst golfer by far. So it's uh, it gives him something to shit talk me about. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. You know, if you're comfortable with it, I am. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, but you, you're, you're longest off the tee though, right? For sure. No doubt about it. Um, no discussions about that, but 
uh, when it comes to everything else, approaching the green. And once we're on the dance floor, what comes next is what I'm terrible at. I can launch a golf ball, but everything else that comes after that, I'm terrible. Yeah, but, you know, who cares about that? I mean, that's like if you're going to be that's playing, if you're like want to impress people, nobody cares. You're not going to impress anybody with your short game. Nobody goes home and says, do you remember that approach shot? Unless it goes in. Right. Unless it goes in. Because, you know, it's kind of like what I, you know, a funny thing about this is, is I kind of relate it to fishing. It's like everyone catches, you know, that giant bass, right? But at the same time, nobody was there to see it. So there's been a couple times where I've gotten phone calls from dimension brothers or father about how great this approach shot was or this putt was. And then, you know, it never seems to happen when we go golfing. So I'm kind of like, you know, what I tell them is like, you know, I can't lie about baseball because you guys see it. Like I can't tell you I hit this ball 480 feet when, you know, it was a 377 foot paint scraper. I'm like, you know, I can't lie, but like I could lie about that fish I caught or I could lie about that approach shot or them because I can't lie about those things either. Cause I don't catch a lot of fish when I go fishing and I'm terrible at golf. So, but yeah, to, to sum up what we were talking about, everybody always goes home talking about the drive, no doubt. Right. And, I mean, and, you, and you're easy off the tee. What do you, what do you go off the tee easy? I don't know. I don't want to say a number because oh. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to hear some, you know, there's no way. Um, <laughs> right. But I'd you're, rather. You're just, comfortable in your, in your length. Yes. I'm very comfortable with how far. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So actually that also kind of brings me not the golf part, but the other part you spent this off season in Cincinnati. I did, man. It was cool. Why? Um, because I, uh, honestly, Trent, I felt like it. I had an apartment there the whole year and I was like, you know what? I have an apartment here. I have a place to train. Um, why not? It was, uh, it was cool, man. I experienced all a fall and a winter, um, which was, which was pretty damn cool. And I got to see the ins and outs of Cincinnati, and that's something that, you know, I'm glad I did because when these seasons come up, I know where I would like to eat. I know um, the places I like to go on a daily basis, whether it's the Coffee Emporium or some other places. Um, and it was just cool, man. You know, it's the city I, it's the city I play in. It's a city that I love. Like I always have Cincinnati. You know, very. It's, it has a special place in my heart. You know, this is the team that drafted me, so um, I feel like to. Uh, to really get the full experience, I wanted to spend an off season there, and I'm and I did, so it was cool. It just kind of fell in the perfect place, so I was thrilled with that. Because it's it's funny because like you're here most of the year. Yep. And but you work nights. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know you work, and that's the thing. Trent, on hours. an off day, on the off day, you're not going to go explore. You know, no. you're going to rest and you're going to get ready to go. Like during the season, I have a job to do. You know, so I, I will. I'll do whatever I have to do to prepare the, for the next day for my job, you know, going out and, and finding, like, obviously I knew some restaurants that I enjoyed going to eat at, but part of it is I just want to go home and rest anyway, you right. know? So it's like eat at the field, you go home. So during the off season, it was kind of like, it was cool because, you know, you go to the grocery store and people want to talk baseball with you. I've said it a lot. You go to a restaurant, people want to sit down and talk baseball with you. And, um, and that's the cool part about it. And, uh, you know, so I'm glad I did. It was a it was a very fun off season for me. I enjoyed it. I got some got got to go to the ballpark every day and, and do my work there. So it was cool. I uh, I was happy I did it. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. Just because you know, 
you do have that facility. So like there's world-class facility places you're used yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, right. It's a place I'm comfortable with. Um, I know all the guys I'm working out with and, and, you know, our strength staff, our, tra- our, our medical staff is there. So I just, you know, and, and seeing them is great too, you know? Um, so I was happy I did it. I was, uh, I was very pleased with the off season program I was on and everything I accomplished, the goals I had set. So, uh, I was very pleased with where I was and, and feeling. So, um, yeah, I was glad I stayed in Cincy. Cause it is weird, like off seasons, even for me, like we see the same people every day. Right. February to October. Right. And that's the crazy part. It's like, you know, you're around each other for 200 plus days. So it's like, you know, you're around, I'm around you more than I'm around my family. Right. You know, and, and, and like, it's like, it's crazy to think about. And the same for you. So, uh, you know, you develop relationships with, with people and, um, you know, before you know it, six, seven, eight years goes by, go by and you've talked to the same people for eight years. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool how baseball works. You know, it's just, um, there's a beauty within the game and that's one of those things like, you know, the relationships and friendships you make, um, throughout a course of a season or seasons. Well, I was talking to somebody today. I was just saying, you don't realize how many people are around. Right. You know, you kind of just get used to it. Yeah, but like, you know, you're not seeing the clubbies. You're not seeing, you know, the security guys. You have relationships with each one of those people. No, for sure. I and mean, there's so many. Right, it, there's so many. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just cool, you know, and, and everyone's after the same goal. You know, everybody wants to, everybody wants the Reds to win. And that's the, the really cool part, you know, from top to bottom. All throughout, you know, Great American Ballpark, everybody wants the Reds to win, and they, you know, they, they're with us in the fight, and that's really, really cool. Was it even maybe a little more interesting this off season, um, being here in town, and like you could tell some other people, yeah, the town was really psyched, but you, you kind of saw it firsthand with with what you guys did this off season. No, for sure. Um, it was there was definitely a just like an excitement in the air, you know, and it, like I said, progressively as the off season went on, there was more and more talk about baseball and, um, which is great. You know, like I have no problem with, uh, people coming up and talking baseball with me, you know, it's, uh, it's part of the job. Um, and it was cool, you know, and I'm glad everybody's excited because if there's one thing I've always said this, you know, Cincinnati is a baseball city. Um, you know, the Bengals could win the Super Bowl. But everyone's going to be looking forward to baseball season. You know, it's just one of those things that, and I feel that. And um, I just think it's it's our time to kind of go, and it's our time to, uh, you know, to win some meaningful games and play some meaningful games in October. So everyone's excited for that, and that's um, and that's what we're pushing for, man. It's going to be it's going to be fun whenever we get this thing going. Um, and I know everybody's looking forward to some October baseball in in the Queen City. All right, maybe November baseball. Right, whatever it may be, whatever month. <laughs> Christmas you know, whatever baseball. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That'd be nuts. No. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Um, That'd be crazy. Well, and, and like, I guess that was the other thing is like, did you kind of get that feeling once you got into spring too in camp that there was. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you know, all the guys we brought in, they have an incredible baseball resume. You know, Mustakas has a ring. 
You know, I feel like he's played in the playoffs. I couldn't even tell you how many times he's played in the playoffs. I feel like he's always played in the playoffs. You know, Castellanos is a hell of a ball player. Shogo, hell of a ball player. And, you know, and then every, and then you look at our pitching staff and just everybody that's on board with us right now. Um, they all have outstanding baseball resumes and we were, we were coming to that point as a team and that point in spring training where we were all kind of starting to, to gel together and, and kind of get ready to take off into this baseball season. And then, you know, boom, it's done. So um, I look forward to kind of getting back to that and getting around everybody and um, kind of just picking up the momentum we were we were starting to make there in spring training. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a part of the Reds and it's an exciting time to be a fan of the Reds. So I just hope everybody, you know, everybody keeps that same energy. It's just a little bit delayed right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the first time that you've had older guys come in, like a big group. Um, for sure. You know, cause you, sure. you came up and you knew everybody and, and I mean, sure, Joey's Joe, but you kind of grew up and knew him and, and some of these other veterans at Cozart, whoever it may be, you kind of knew right. them, but to see some of these other guys come in, like, a, like a Mike Moustakis, when right. Mike Moustakis walks in that room, is, is there something different because of his resume? I mean, for sure. The, the, everything baseball wise speaks for itself, right? But then you add in that, you know, you hear how, you hear about how incredible of a guy he is, you know, how great of a teammate he is. And, um, you know, that, that's the kind of guy you want to be around, you know, he, uh, you know, it's a guy that, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a winner and everything, you know, proves that. And it's just cool. And on top of that, you're just happy he's on your team. You know, he's not, you don't, we don't have to play against him anymore. So that's another bonus to that is like, you know, this guy, this guy, he's a slugger, right? And he's going to be in the middle of our lineup, you know, driving me in hopefully a ton of time. Hopefully I, he can drive me in a hundred times. That'd be sick, you know? So it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped that we, we got him. You know, he, everything speaks for itself when it comes to him. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy, happy he's here. I'm happy all the guys we got are here. Um, yeah, cause you played against Mustakas quite a bit the last year and a half and then even yep. saw, uh, Castellanos a bit. When he came over yeah. from the Cubs. For sure. Or to the Cubs. Um, but I guess the other part of that is, you know, we talk about a lot of outfielders. And you're an outfielder. What, right. How, how does that work? I mean, how do, you, how do you look at that? I mean, you know, it, I have a job to do. Um, and I kind of keep it that simple. You know, when I'm called upon to go play left, to go play center, to go play right, to hit wherever in the lineup, I'm just going to be prepared to do that. You know, I've never been big on, um, like you, Trent, I don't, I don't make the lineup and that's not my job. <laughs> so when I'm, when I'm called to go, to go play, I'm going to play. And you know, if I, whatever I'm called to do that day, I'm going to be the best, the best version of myself that I can be. If that's coming in and, and getting a pinch hit, if that's, you know, if there's a matchup that, you know, I may come out of the game, you know, there's, I think just, you know, being a good teammate is, is part of, I mean, obviously you, you have to be a good teammate and whatever decisions made, I'm going to support it and I'm going to go play ball. Like, I mean, there's no, whatever is called upon me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and I'm just going to keep it that simple. You know, I, I, um, that's my job. That's what I'm, that's what I'm here to do. What, what if there's a DH? How, how would you feel that's about an, that? that's an extra spot in the lineup. I don't care. Um, you know, whatever, like I said, whatever I'm called upon to do, I've DH before. If that's what I'm told to do that day, that's what I'm, 
told to do that day. I feel, you know, personally, obviously I feel, I know how I feel about myself as a player. As a player, duh, you're supposed to think the world of yourself. But like, if I'm, if I'm told to DH, great, I'll be the best DH that day. If I'm told to go play left, center, first, right, uh, whatever I'm called to do, I'll do. You know, there's no, there's no, um, there's no, there's nothing. It's just, that's what I'm going to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, here's something I've, I've talked to some people I just, before. I, I, sorry to cut you off. I just look at it as an opportunity to have a positive impact on your team and the game. And yeah. whenever that opportunity arises for me, I'm going to do that. You know, I mean, that's, and that's it. Yeah. With the outfield spots, how are they different? How is it different playing center field than it is left field or right field? I just think the ball comes off the bat true it's a center field. I think like life lifelong center fielders would agree with me on that. Oh yeah. I think the I think the coolest thing that's happened to me at this point in my big league career is that I got to play like 20 something games last year in center field. Like to me, that was like a huge pat on the back of like I'm trending in the right direction at getting better defensively because for for pick and and DB to trust me to go out and play center field you know, that was, that's what I looked at it as, like, they're trusting me to go play center field, you know, and that's a position that my whole career, everybody told me no. Like, you know, you're too slow, you're not good enough defensively to go play center field. You know, last year I was put out there, and I thought I did pretty well in center field. You know, it's one of those things that um, I enjoyed it. I took it. I, I took a lot of pride in, in it, and it's something that I'm going to do more this year when it comes to left and right is, like, I'm going to take – that same pride I was taking in, like when I got to play center into all the other positions, because as a defender, as a player, you should do that anyway, you know? So it's, um, the differences are, I think just kind of how the ball comes off the bat and where you're playing in the field. But we have these cards in our back pocket that, you know, they're telling me where to play. It's based off of, you know, such and such hitter, their tendencies. So listening to the card is the key. And then just, you know, paying attention and making sure you're in a good ready position and just going and get it, man. Like I just try to keep it that simple in the outfield. You know, at times where I may have struggled in the outfield was probably because I was, I was trying to do too many things. And last year, I just kind of feel like we got back to the basics. We simplified everything because when it comes to baseball, I find my success in simplifying things, simplifying hitting, base running and outfield is where I will find success. So that's what we did last year. And, you know, a lot of credit goes to, to Jeff Pickler and helping me and, and simplifying things and, and kind of um, making me a better, definitely making me a better outfielder, as the numbers would suggest last year there was an improvement. So, you know, I guess defense has always been something people have asked you about, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's always been the knock. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think last year, I, like I said, last year I took some steps at getting better um, defensively and, you know, that that everybody a part of that, you know, um, and it comes down to our new outfield coach, like I said, Pickler, he, he really taught me a lot of things and I started, um, really incorporating some things he was saying that just kind of started to polish me as a defender. And I'm, I feel like right now I'm, I'm not a finished product. You know, there's still plenty of room for me to grow and learn and, and get better out there. And, uh, I think, you know, playing center field last year was just, a step in the right direction. It just kind of showed like, yeah, man, like I can play left, right. And, and in a pinch, I can go play some center too. So I, I took a lot of pride in that. And I, I took it as something that, you know, that's where baseball's going. Guys are playing multiple positions and I want to be able to make myself, um, 
available to play all three outfields. You know, with that, uh, I guess what, what, when, when Billy was in center, you didn't really have to do much in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, Billy's one of the best. I mean, I could play left with Billy out there. <laughs> could you? <laughs> um, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I am not going to overestimate um, uh, my ability. Billy's one of the best to... Uh, to ever play center field in, you know, in a Reds uniform, you know, defensively, he's, he's outstanding. Um, like I said, one of the best defensive center fielders I've ever seen. So, um, yeah, he made my job really easy and it was cool, man, because the ball would go up and you just have to peek and, and it was like, he was there, you know, it was crazy. Um, you know, uh, he's out, he's outstanding out there, man. So it was, it was cool playing alongside of him. And I think, um, you know, I think Shogo and, and Senzel are outstanding defensively as well. So, um, you know, they're two guys that playing alongside them is, uh, you know, is very helpful and, and it makes my job a lot easier as well. You, you and I are both left-handed, so we don't have to really uh, think about that transition from the infield to the outfield very much. Right. Um, because you either you're a first baseman or an outfielder. Correct. Uh, or pitcher. Uh, but but what did... What was it like to see what Nick did to go from an infielder to, hey, play the outfield in the big leagues right. now for the first time you're in the big leagues? For league. sure. I thought he, I thought he did an awesome job, man. It just, and that just speaks to him as a player and as an athletic talent. Like he has the, he has literally the ability to play anywhere on the field. And that's, uh, that's valuable, you know, um, cause obviously the infield, he could play everywhere on the infield and then he can, he can go out there and play the outfield as well. Um, and I thought he did an outstanding job, um, especially like you said in his first year. Just yeah, you know, go play center field and to and to make some really outstanding plays. It was it was very impressive, and I'm and I'm very happy. Um, very happy he did such a good job because, like I said, playing alongside him makes uh makes my job easier as well. Having um him having him out there for sure. The other great thing about being left-handed is nobody ever asks you to catch. Yeah, man, that's another. Oh, that's. The thing about that is I can't – obviously, I've never caught a day in my life, but the respect I have for catchers is through the damn roof, man, just to get behind there. And there's so much that goes into it. And I try to just – you know, I've, I'm close locker mates with Tucker. And, and just to see all the work he – him and Kurt and JR and DJ, seeing everything that goes into, a, like, you know – and I don't even see it all, Trent, just from what I can see – just all the yeah. work, all the work they put in. It's just impressive, man. It just speaks to them and it speaks to why they had a bunch of success last year. Um, just everything that goes into it. It's just cool. It's cool to be a part of. And, you know, seeing that just makes you want to go out and, and make a play, you know, it just makes you want to go out there. And if it's your job, if it's like your turn to make a play to help, um, go get it, you know? Does it make you, when you like see, cause I know where your locker is. It's right next to Kurt right. and Tucker's right there in that little corner. When you see all that they go through, are you thinking like, oh my God, that other team's doing the same thing about me? Right. No, exactly. For sure. And, um, you know, I just like to hear what they're talking about, how they're talking, how they look at the game is from such an advanced point of view. You know, that's why they say like, I feel like the saying in baseball is like catchers make great managers, right? Um, Mm -hmm. because they just, they kind of see the game. Um, from every angle, I feel like, you know, from handling a pitching staff, they see it defensively, you know, communicating to coaches and, and then the whole other side of it is being an offensive player too, you know, so, uh, 
they kind of get everything um, being a catcher, and it's just uh, it's just cool, man. And, and it, I'm I'm kind of a baseball rat, so hearing the game from different um, points of view and being around catchers and and hearing how they're attacking hitters and maybe similar hitters to myself, it's just interesting, you know. And it's something as a player that I'm always open to hearing information and and asking questions, and I'm thankful. You know, like you said, I'm right over there by Kurt and Tucker, so I get to just every once in a while I just I just eavesdrop and hope they don't get too annoyed by it because I'll just I just like to listen and and just learn. It's really just learning a lot about more about the game. You know, I don't think uh, I don't think anybody's ever you know unable to learn. So when it comes to this, so there's always room for improvement. Is that what I guess I'm trying to say? Rich, you've always been a like, did you grow up just loving baseball? I know your older brothers probably were part of it. And I always kind of joke, like, yeah, I don't know when I fell in love with baseball just because it's like, when did I fall in love with breathing? Right. It's like, I've always loved this shit, man. Like everything about it. It's just, it's so cool. You know, it's, there's a game within the game and, uh, I just kind of, I love it, man. And, um, it's a fun sport. I'm glad I get to do it. It's, it's, it was a dream of mine, obviously, since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, it's just cool. Everything that happens from winning a baseball game is just cool. You know, you just feel better. You walk different. Um, so I can't even imagine what winning a World Series would feel like. That's, I mean, I might just be floating in this pool for about a, a good couple weeks after that happens. <laughs> when, when, when did you know that, you know what, I really could be a big league baseball player? I always believed it. I mean – I always told everybody that's what I was going to be. You know, that's, you know, you get your negative Nancy's along the way that say there's no way or there's this or there's that. But, um, I remember being a freshman, freshman in high school and I was playing, I was playing up, I was playing on a, I believe it was a 17 year old team, maybe 17, 18 year old team, whatever the seniors in high school were at the time. But I was playing on a team that was mainly like juniors and seniors in high school in the fall. And there was this kid, I forget his name, but he was supposed to get drafted and, I think he got drafted. He was a second or third rounder. And I, I'm pretty sure I either doubled or homered off him, but it was something off the wall or over the wall. I just forget. And, um, and it was my first, really like my first or second, maybe third tournament using a wood bat, you know, and I was 14 years old or 15 or whatever, however old I was. And at that point I was real. I, I kind of realized deep down, like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. You know, I'm just going to kind of, I didn't have the knowledge I have with, you know, everything you learn, like being in the big leagues and throughout the minor leagues. But obviously I did whatever I I could to get better at baseball. And, you know, for me, it was a lot of hitting. Like I would always go up to my high school and hit with my dad, like once, maybe twice a day in the middle of the summer in Florida, wood bat, metal bat, good balls, you know, waterlogged balls, whatever we could find. And I would just try to hit as often and as much as I could. So, um, yeah, man. So I kind of just went for it and always believed it. It's just crazy because you know now, like you look back and you can think of I, I bet you could name a hundred guys that you said, "Man, that guy was so good that didn't make it." I mean, for you, sure, you got to realize how hard it is. Well, yeah, man. I mean, just look at so first off, Orlando, Florida is like a hot spot for baseball talent. You know, there's always you mm-hmm. know what's funny is um, there's always like the next kid coming up here who is like this or that. And it's just cool, you know? Um, but like for me growing up, my favorite baseball team, like everyone always asks me, who was your favorite baseball team growing up? Didn't have a favorite team. I just loved Derek Jeter, like, like every other kid in America. But like my favorite teams were the ones my oldest brother was on. 
you know, and he played for this high school there. It's Bishop Moore. And they were like, they were studs. They had a bunch of kids on this team. Like they were studs. And I, I would get to go out and go practice with them. Their, their coach would let me go out and hit BP sometimes. And for me, that was the big leagues, like that team. I was obviously five years younger than them all. So when he was a sophomore, junior, I was like 11 and 12. And to me, that was it. I didn't even go to that high school, Trent. But like for me, it was like, you know, my older brother, his friends, it was just cool under the lights. It's just what it was, what high school baseball was about. And then, um, you know, so yeah, like you said, there's a bunch of kids that, that don't make it. And it's just, you know, that's a part of it. You know, there's injuries. There's guys that were just super talented that just didn't have interest, you know, because you have to love this game, man. Like to, you have to love to be on a bus for like 12 plus hours and get off and, and go perform. Like you have to love this shit, you know, like there has to be a passion for it and there has to be something burning inside of you to get to the next level, whatever your goal may be that year of, of getting better, you know? So yeah, you, you gotta love it, man. Cause the, I feel like um, there's separators all along the way, you know, within failure yeah. with success, there's separators that separate the guys, I think. Yeah. I, I, I mean, would you agree? Oh, yeah. You know, and like I, I tell this to people all the time. They'll be like, oh, that guy's terrible. I go, you know what? The worst guy to play in the big leagues is better at baseball than you will be at anything in your oh, life. Oh, sure. And that's like what – and that's another thing about it is like, you know, there has to be an appreciation of not only – you know, but for me, Trent, I never just wanted to make it to the big leagues. Like I wanted to have an I, impact on it, you know. Well, nobody, nobody – right. that's nobody's goal. For sure. Well, I mean, I, because you can't have that goal, like as the ultimate goal. I mean, well, ma- because maybe some people do. Like, I don't know. I don't want to say nobody does because, like, maybe making it to somebody is is enough, you know. And I don't want to. But for me, that that was never enough. Yeah. You know, that was never enough. Just making it. So I for when, so when it comes to that, I, I can only really speak to myself. Is like making it to the big leagues was never enough. So I kind of like every day, I just want to do whatever I could. And for me, that was just like performing well. I feel like if you play well, you go to the next level. Play well, you go to the next level. You play well, boom. Like I, I and that, and for me, that's kind of what I always looked at. Like coming up, like whether it was the high school level, you know, the minor leagues. I was just like, it, it, just go play well, go perform, figure it out. And um, that's kind of what I've always just, uh, when it comes to baseball, that's just what what I want to do. I want to, I want to help the team win, perform, and 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 every year there's something to figure out, you know, shit, every week there might be something to figure out every other day. There's something to figure out. Yeah. So it's like, figure that out, help the team win and, you know, go along with my process that I have set out for myself and, and just do that. It reminds me of one of my all time favorite stories. Um, in good year, um, you know, the, when you're, you know, they're practice fields and, and there's always the, the fans there and they're like, Hey, Mr. Winker, can you sign this or whatever? And I forget, I don't even remember who it was. Um, but then like a couple of guys were just kind of complaining as they were walking away. Corky Miller looks at him and goes, don't like it, play worse. Right. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, that's so, those are wise, wise words from Corky Miller. You know, it's, and that's the truth. Like, it's like, I remember, uh, I had a, I remember hearing it in the minor leagues, like, you don't like peanut butter and jelly, play better. Like, it's simple, play better. You know, you hear that. All throughout the minor leagues, it's like, whatever, you don't like the bus rides, play better. And, um, there's some truth to that, man. Like, it's just like, play better. <laughs> like, I, uh, I like that. I've always enjoyed that. Like, and it would make me laugh. I'm like, shit, you're right. <laughs> I 
Like you can't argue that. <laughs> There's no argument. What was, what was the biggest, uh, I wasn't even thinking about this till we got here, but what was the biggest thing where you go, Oh my God, I'm in the big leagues. Oof. Had to happen in 2017. Hold on. Let me think. Oh my God. I'm in the big leagues. Uh, honestly, probably when I got my first hit on Jackie Robinson day, it was a pinch hit looper to left field. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, damn, I'm in the big leagues. I just got a hit and that was pretty dope. But, um, didn't it score a run? Yeah. Scored a run. I think it was a go ahead run. I forget what inning because, yeah. you know, I was the first couple, the first couple of times I, I was kind of called up and sent down like three times. And like, mm-hmm. by the time I came up that fourth time, and I was pretty much playing every day. Um, by that point, I was like, you know what? I felt like I was ready to contribute, but it wasn't my time yet. And I always believed in the plan the you know the Reds had for me. So I was like, look, man, when I was getting sent down, I was like, look, this is just extra time to kind of season myself. Because once I get that window, I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm just going to play my ass off and and see what happens. And like, then, you know, it kind of happened at the end of July, I got to come up and, and, and play every day. And I remember getting that phone call from, from BOP and AAA. And, you know, I went up and I figured, I, I figured, you know, this is my first cameo to kind of show everybody what I can do. And I just wanted to every single day, just, just show like, Hey, I can, I can make a positive impact. And then, you know, 18, I had a, a good year before the injury. And even last year I had a good year um, before I got injured as well. So I just kind of, always just kind of want to keep getting better and and keep um, just doing what I'm asked to do. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant is backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com and enter promo code ATHLETIC. I, I, I appreciate all your time. I've, you know, I've kept you forever. But um, one last thing, and I, I brought this up the other day, and somebody had asked me something. I, I think it was... Well, it was on Twitter, like MLB, just like, who has the best swing ever? And I mean, that's an easy question. Who has the prettiest swing of all time? It's, it's obviously Griffey. Um, I think I remember it's talking about Griffey. Right. I, I think I remember talking about this with you. Yeah. And, and like, my thing was, is like, why are always left handers so much prettier? And I've talked to a lot of people about this. I've talked to Griffey, Pete Rose, um, Johnny Bench, uh, you know, Tony Perez. I've talked to a lot of people always asking this question. And the best explanation I ever got was from you. So why are left-handers swings prettier? So I think it's because, and this is when we're talking about, you know, pulling a homer, 
right? So if if, if yeah. Griffey or or just anything, I right? Mean. So they're they're already they're already kind of going to first base, right? So like their momentum, whatever it's all it's kind of already going to first. So I've always felt like you know that like you see a righty get a hit, there's like a they finish the swing and then you know they have to like kind of reposition their body to go to first, kind of like it's a quick adjustment. You know, for a yeah. lefty, it's like a smooth step. It's like a it's like a, a pimp walk step first. It's just, you know, it's just something cool as hell. And everybody's got one. You know, even like the most, yeah. you know, blue collar player, like Jay Bruce, even he's got like that cool step to first. Um, and he's a guy who like doesn't really like, you know, I think even he would say he doesn't have like this, you know, Griffey bat drop finish or like that step. It's just, but it still looks super smooth. Like go look at that Homer, the walk off Homer. It's still like, a cool finish and you know he finishes the swing and then immediately puts his hand up in the air it's very it's very simple but it still just looks so smooth and I think it's because like there's no cross step or like realignment it's just like you finish the swing and then you're kind of already headed towards first does that make sense I I, I that's what I'm going with man. it totally makes sense that's to what me. I'm going with it totally makes sense um, and like nobody had ever made sense of why or had a good answer until I think we talked about this. This was a couple of years ago, but like, and I was like, no, he's right. Yeah, he's got like, it. Go look That's at it. right. Go look at Ted. Boy- like, go just look at some some like non like bat flip. You know, like yeah. obviously Gr- Will Clark. Yes, like you know, even Palmero. Like, there's been some beautiful swings in baseball. And, like, that's what I think. And it just makes a bunch of sense to me. Like, go look at Babe Ruth. You know, he pulls a homer. There's just that first step that's taken that's just like, yep, that's sick. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds did a full spin move. It was sick as hell. You know, it was so cool. Now, I'm, that's not something, like, I obviously I can't do that. I have 30 career homers to my name. I'm not going to bust the spin move around. But cool as hell, you know? <laughs> like, cool finish. It's just, I think, and like I said, there's just some, like, really blue collar players that like, you know, they don't have like the, the flair that ha- still have that smooth step, you know? And it's just like, it's there. When, when you hit that Homer, do you know it off the bat? Um, certain Homers. Yes. Certain Homers. No, certain Homers. I'm like running around first, like, God, please go over. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> uh, I hit one last year against uh, Miami. It was, I think it was my first Homer of the year to left field. And I thought Granderson caught it. Like I was like, gosh darn. Um, so sometimes you know, sometimes you know you get them. Sometimes, sometimes you're like, please get over the fence. <laughs> what's what's the best ball you've hit? Best ball I've hit. Uh, second homer of my career in Pittsburgh was a good one, but no, I'm trying to think from last year. I'll try to pick one from every year. Best ball I hit last year. Let me think. Oh man, the funny the one in Pittsburgh. You got all of that. I remember it because I was in. I was actually away. I was in Pensacola. And I, I texted you a photo right, because I okay. was in Pensacola. And right. I said, so, I texted this photo of right field. And I said, this this uh, this, man, w- this wall is laughing at your power. And you sent one back of PNC <laughs> and said, <laughs> this funny. one's not. <laughs> That's actually a great comeback. Um, I can't tell you how many times I flew out to the, <laughs> like, in front of that wall in Pensacola. A lot. Um, a lot. It was too many. Um, but even that swing I had in Pittsburgh, the first thing I did was take that step out of the box. You know, so it was like um, trying to think of the mm-hmm. best ball I hit last year. Damn, nothing memorable. Maybe I forgot. Maybe I didn't hit any that good. Maybe I got to hit him better. Ooh, the one I got off Samarja was pretty cool. That one was pretty cool. 
um, with the blue uniforms. That's honestly, yeah. that's probably my favorite swing from last year, just because the uniform combination was just outstanding too. Um, and then in 18, I think the one that almost hit the sign was dope. And then the grand slam off Rosario against the Cubs was pretty fire as well. Um, I like that one too. Uh, walk off against the Rockies was pretty good, but that, that was kind of off the end of the bat. Um, Hey, it's like that drive All in, Homer, the, in the box scores. As long as it, if it goes shot, over the man. fence, I'm great. I don't, you know, and I th- I'm going to kind of quote Brian Scalabrini on this one. Um, in five years, I'll tell my kids I hit it 410 feet. In 10 years, I'll tell them, damn, that thing went 480. That was like an Aaron Judge homer, you know? And it's like when he they won the championship and somebody asked him if he played, he was like, in five years, I'll tell them, you know, I started. In 10 years, I'll tell them I was the MVP of the series or whatever. That's, you know, I'm just going to do that. <laughs> well dude hey thank you so much for your time it was uh it's great just to talk ball man uh, yeah no you know for sure and we and, we uh, do it all the time and you take it for granted hey damn right trent you know and hopefully we can uh not take it for granted and talk baseball for like 10 years or something cool you know that sounds great <laughs> awesome man i'll be in touch thank you for thank you for calling me no thank you i appreciate it dude hey no right. problem hey Bye. take care you too. Well, cool. Um, like I said, that was just talking with talking ball with Jesse Winker. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's, uh, that's Jesse, somebody who loves baseball. And I think you hear it in his voice, uh, so much and, and, and just how easy it is to talk baseball, um, with Jesse and how much he loves the game, just like so many of us do. Um, so, uh, I hope you enjoyed that and, uh, we will join you next week, uh, back here on W-A-R-P in Cincinnati. Hi, Paul.